And welcome back to Harry Potter and the Reread Podcast. I'm your host, David Jansen, joined as always with my co-host, Kyle Jans. Kyle, how are you? I'm great. Have you ever had the inclination or the, the feeling to go to King's Cross Station? No. I no? Don't think so. I okay. Don't think so. Well, what if once a year the september 1st i believe it is the day that like harry and all of his magical friends would have went to take platform nine and three quarters and if what if they had like a big announcement announcing the hogwarts express arriving still I mean, that's no? kind of cool it's cool. cool all right yeah. i'm really i'm i'm referencing here a video that i saw on instagram we'll post it up on our on our channel as well i guess once a year the actual king's cross station september 1st at 11 a.m or something um they have a grand announcement that goes over the speakers announcing that the hogwarts uh express has arrived and all students are asked to board at ho- uh, platform nine and three quarters and it's a huge thing yeah huge thing that. in this video i could see that being very popular if you're in London, you probably got to go, right? I, I imagine so, right? Yeah, it's nothing that I'm planning a vacation around. I mean, I would plan around like a Taylor Swift concert. And if that happened to be September 1st, then great. But mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll, we'll post it, though. It looked pretty amazing. I did I did show it to you. Um, tons of people there, actually, like all with their cell phones out, yeah, like total silence across an entire yeah. and their wands. I didn't see that. Either. You didn't see people holding wands? Like, oh, they definitely were. We're, we're Harry Potter fans, but how I don't like, I don't know, the whole cosplayer walking around with like a wand in public or even dressing like that in public is questionable at best to me. Yeah, I mean, do what you want. I'm probably not going to do that, though. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm passing on that. Uh, today, we are discussing, of course, Harry Potter and the Reread podcast, Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Uh, we're talking chapter eight today the hearing um just like the ministry of magic last chapter it was a i think a shorter chapter maybe a little bit more happened but still oh not definitely a lot. i mean anything happening would be more than what happened last time so we definitely have an improvement on that sense does this chapter become a bit more frustrating in the context of the previous chapter definitely could they have cut both chapters in half and squished them together? Yeah, I think so. Probably. I think yeah. so. But why don't you take us through what did happen and then we'll and then we'll get into it a little bit. All right. So Harry enters the hearing and notices this room immediately. Uh, he recalls it being the same one that he saw in Dumbledore's Pensieve last school year. It's this same courtroom or hearing room where he saw the memories of Death Eaters who were being sentenced to life in Azkaban. Um, in this room, the Minister for Magic, Cornelius Fudge, is there, and he's leading this hearing of Wizard Court, which is called the Wizen Gamut. I just prefer calling it Wizard Court. Um, Percy Weasley is also there, and he's working as a scribe and basically being a secretary for this hearing. Dumbledore does arrive. He announces himself as a wiz- uh, witness for this uh, trial or this hearing, and Fudge begins to question Harry about using the uh, the Patronus in public in front of a muggle, giving Harry very little time for responding or really getting to tell his side of the story. Eventually, though, Harry does get out. He says that he casted the magic because of Dementors that were nearby and attacking them. 
Uh, some members of the Wizen Gamut are impressed that he can perform a Patronus at the age uh, at age 15. Um, Fudge, however, though, he believes that this has been a really well rehearsed and recited story that Harry's been able to practice for the last couple of weeks. And he doesn't have any proof of his innocence because Dudley is a muggle and he cannot see Dementors. Uh, this is when Dumbledore interjects and he introduces Mrs. Fig to the hearing as she she is going to be a witness. Uh, Mrs. Fig is nervous to be there, but she starts to give her testimony. And it's almost as if she's kind of memorized the beginning of her testimony as well. It kind of comes off a little rehearsed. Um, she eventually wins over the Wizarding Court because she's able to provide a description of what it feels like to be around Dementors, i.e. it feels like you're never going to have a happy day for the rest of your life. Uh, this is enough to convince most of the court that the Dementors had to be there. Uh, Fudge excuses her, and Dumbledore now begins to shift the narrative of this hearing by implying that someone else must be in control of the Dementors, since the Ministry would never order a Dementor attack on Harry. Um, Fudge tries to bring it back to Harry's misdoings. He brings up some previous uh, things where he's gotten in trouble before, where he allegedly used um, magic in his second year, i.e. that was actually Dobby with the levitating charm, as well as in the third year when he exploded up his aunt. But Dumbledore points out uh, conveniently that Fudge had pardoned him from that one in the in the third year um eventually though they get to the vote and the majority do side with harry stating that he's innocent uh fudge does vote against harry as does a new character that we learn a little bit about and is mentioned throughout this uh chapter dolores umbridge she's a toad like woman with a shrill voice who we will learn a little bit more about soon and at the end it's i guess it's also worth noting dumbledore takes off from the trial immediately, doesn't even give a glance or talk to Harry afterwards. The end. The end. Yeah, so basically we have the hearing, right? Like the whole chapter last time was leading up to it. This chapter is just the hearing, which, great. Let's get into it. Um, we base, Right off the top, we basically get confirmation that they changed the time and place to try and force Dumbledore to miss it. Yes, it was less about Harry and it was more about Dumbledore, I think. That's I think I think so. I think that there would have been a bonus for both of them to not show up, but definitely the most powerful wizard in Dumbledore. That's who they were trying to have avoid at this point. It's yeah. it's alluded as well that he had been part of the Wizengamma until he was asked to leave recently. So mm -hmm. it's obviously a group he's very familiar with. And yeah, it makes sense that Fudge was trying to ensure that he did not show up. Yeah, and I mean, it's basically clear immediately that that Fudge is trying to railroad the whole trial. But man, he's so bad at it. <laughs> like, he's so bad at it. He just, like, keeps saying things, and then Dumbledore takes everything he says and redirects it on him. Oh, yeah. uh, Harry used magic previously, but you pardoned him for that. Oh, you know, the Dementors wouldn't attack. They're under ministry control. So then either someone at the ministry ordered it, or they're not under ministry control. Like. Every I trust Fudge you'll look said, into this. Yeah. Every time Fudge said something, it just like back, like just so bad. The other one too was the, the oh, well, he used a levitating charm in his second year. Oh, well, that was actually a house elf and he's under my employ. I can bring him here to, to back up that statement. Like, 
yeah, everything that he had. And he wasn't even being like snide or sly about it either, because right at the beginning, he's basically, I can't remember the exact wording that he uses, but he's like, all right, let's get this over with. Let's get this done as quickly as possible. Like he has no need to want to be there. He wants this done as quickly as he can so that he can get Harry out of school and lessen Dumbledore's influence, essentially. And also they mention that they actually can't expel him. Mm -hmm. They don't have the power. They don't have the purview under whatever happens at Hogwarts. The ministry does not have, yeah, power over that. Right. So it's very odd. It it was also interesting, like Dumbledore implied in this chapter that this isn't normally how an underage magic hearing is usually held. To me, I picture it being like, I was a reporter for a small town and I would go cover like small town jury stuff that would like court cases that would go on like small claims court, small. Yeah. Small claims court or just like teenagers or young adults who were caught like vandalizing public property and stuff like that's what I picture. This is the equivalent to, but yet they're holding it in some grand courtroom where they used to sentence Azkaban uh, for Death Eaters rather to to Azkaban so it's just it's interesting how differently they went how Fudge went down this approach compared to how it normally should have been handled of course and let's be let's be real this whole Wizengamot seems to be like a terrible way to conduct justice Mm -hmm. it seems like the same people are part of the jury every time so that's just naturally going to open yourself up for prejudice because mm-hmm. maybe last time you voted against what i wanted and so this time i might just vote against you regardless of what i want because i just don't want you to succeed like yeah that's dumb and the fact There's... that they just did open voting hands up <laughs> that's the dumbest thing ever at least like do like a paper but like the whole the whole like court system with the jury is meant so people can go and discuss and come back and like what yeah, this is a well, terrible way to conduct justice. Well, that and like obviously the them as the wow, I'm I'm don't know my court words at all. Not the defendant, but they would be the, the prosecution. The prosecu- they're the prosecution. They get to be all prepared and state their cases and claims. Harry got thrown in there with no defense, no one really representing him. If Dumbledore didn't show up, he would have been fucked. Like it's not no, really, think... it's not that the judicial system or quote unquote, isn't really set up to favor who they're accusing in this situation. Is no, and I mean, maybe that's say. because this shouldn't have been like a court case, like they ended up treating it. Like maybe it should have really just been a hearing of here's what happened. It seemed like it was only supposed to be Amelia Bones, like ruling on it originally. Right. And now it's yeah. the whole, the whole thing. Um, but speaking of Amelia Bones. It seemed she was very impressed with Harry's magic capabilities, but that also seemed to surprise her. Like, were were they not informed of what the trial was about? <laughs> it, that's the thing, because I think it said that he in the in the decree that Harry received that he was being under trial for using a Patronus charm at this Mm -hmm. such and such a time. I guess maybe what they were surprised about is that it was a fully formed Patronus. I think maybe they thought maybe it would be a silverly little wisp or something, something like that. Right. Um, Amelia bones. And I didn't mention her in my, in my recap, but she's essentially the lead of this judicial hearing, although Mm -hmm. fudge kind of railroaded himself in 
ultimately she, i thought she was very fair i think that she was more interested in getting the facts yeah Yeah, exactly and i think we got that from her um we also get a bit of umbridge who what did she do in this like she didn't really do a lot in this she inserted herself to confront dumbledore Mm -hmm. um which was basically it and all and i think what we really learned about here about her in this scenario was she's team fudge yes yeah yeah which is the most important thing and that and you get a few like different characteristics of her about how she looks like a toad but has a very shrill voice that harry wasn't expecting and yeah we'll learn a little bit more about her um anything else about this about this hearing not really i mean it's a little bit of a farce and i guess that's the point right trying to use this as another excuse to discredit harry yeah um yeah that's yeah the the only last thing i'd add is like this courtroom change where now all of a sudden they're putting the wisdom into this room where they used to trial like the worst of the worst putting Harry putting harry in there i think maybe it kind of associates him with that it must have been a bit of like a mind trick as well so it's all supposed to be some some level of intimidation because he was supposed to just be in her office right yeah like didn't it seem like at first it was going to be like she was just going to question him and then she was going to make a ruling and now it's some sort of full flood like full-fledged trial yeah exactly like the courts is the wizard court system uh I, i think does not you know pass modern day court standards no it never does but that's okay um anything you forgot from this chapter yeah so in terms of our predictions from last time we th- i thought that may- amelia bones would actually be out and replaced with umbridge which is not true amelia bones was still there umbridge was there so we we're sort of half right there we knew dumbledore would show up we knew mrs fig would show up um i predicted that fudge would throw a tantrum um we didn't know why but he de- <laughs> he definitely threw a tantrum um we knew that Harry would not be expelled, obviously. Mm-hmm. We did think that Harry was going to mention Voldemort, and that did not happen. He was they, not mentioned once in this chapter. They they, they delicately danced around it, and yeah. I think that was important. That, they um, did that on purpose, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, like, I knew all the plot points. I just sort of forgot some of the details that, you know, a million bones was in charge, how they just open voted on it. And I forgot that Percy was there, actually. Yeah. Um, which is important in the long in the you know in the long game of the plot of the next few books but not really <laughs> particularly pertinent to, to this plot what about yeah you? um the only thing that like i knew or we recalled that mrs fig was going to be part of the trial and what i thought was interesting was that and kind of forgot about was that a portion of her testimony almost seemed rehearsed and it was like her testimony wasn't 100% real because she had to kind of dance around how she came across them in the, in the uh, in the alleyway because she can't just say oh yeah I'm with the order of the phoenix and we were all right. watching over harry and taking turns so right. I thought it was kind of interesting that she had to kind of dance around some of her language and how okay. her testimony wasn't actually that authentic authentic at the beginning because she had to kind of lie about how she got there in the first place that's fair that's a good call that's a good call um bunch of things don't make sense yeah i'll start off with an owl was sent to you this morning which is what (laughs) dolores umbridge said to harry when he tried to explain why he was late there are no red receipts on owls this is a stupid communication method when 
um, it's important to have a fast delivered message. If only they had access to telephones. Like text message, email, like I mean it's the early 90s, so so text messages and emails are not like super popular, <laughs> but like you could phone. If wizards just had phones, they wouldn't have to use owls to send basic messages. Like we talked about this before, but like this this book is really showing the lack of using muggle technology is just hampering their ability to um grow as a society to actually be functional no i totally agree um i just said the entire judicial system in general doesn't make sense it does not and Um, that we touched on that a little earlier so yeah get into it again specifically we we didn't like where are the wizard lawyers like why is why is fudge leading the prosecution and why is dumbledore being forced to defend harry like where are wizard lawyers I mean, maybe we don't need wizard lawyers because we don't really have wizard judges or wizard juries. So we just make up and do whatever we want. But it's true. You don't you hear of like the students aspiring to be aurors or open their own joke shop or run a potion shop or something. But you have never heard of someone being like, yeah, I think I want to be a lawyer when I when I grow up. Yeah. Protect those who are being railroaded by the minister. Exactly. Um, yeah, Harry very, very much does not have a jury of his peers. No, let's just say that. Um, the only other thing that I had, there was a mention of clause seven of the wizarding laws. Mm -hmm. And in clause seven, you're allowed to use magic in life-saving situations. Um, even if you're underage, if you're going to save a wizard. Yeah. But it like specifies wizard. Not muggle. Yeah. But is it yourself? yourself or another right. wizard right right so, so he so the class seven still applies here because he's saving himself but if the dement so theoretically if the dementia attacked dudley and harry was not attacked he would not have been able to use magic to save dudley it's true um, just a little bit more muggle um discrimination for you i only had one other thought and it's more more a question than anything else um so at the end of this chapter, and we touched on it earlier, Dumbledore says that the ministry has no authority to punish Harry for his misdoings and his rule breaking at school. Right. Do you think this is the moment when Fudge and the ministry decide to staff Umbridge at the yes. school and for this purpose? Yes. Like I, the, exactly. the plan came in afterwards. It was not in, she wasn't set to go to, to Hogwarts before this. Hmm. She might have been because they've been antagonistic all year or mm-hmm. all summer it's only been a month um but they mention a bunch of times that the ministry has no power at the school but it's not a private school so that must make it maybe maybe it's a private school like they don't i guess it is a private school i think so. they choose who is accepted yeah and they choose you have to pay tuition of some sort i believe so why does Dumbledore have to accept this appointment? We can talk about that a bit more when it happens. I mean, he's probably not trying to, to ruffle any feathers, but we we get a lot of foreshadowing about the ministry and the school are about to go head to head. And that, that does come through a lot. I, I noted that down as well. Um, Interesting. Yeah, I'll have to see because I never really thought about that. If it is indeed a private school, why do they? There's got to be some associations. Like I know that there's a board when it comes to, because remember Lucius Malfoy yeah. used to be on the board. I mean, I guess your private school still has still a, board a board and yeah. directors and that type of thing, but they've always seemed to be closely 
entwined those two right and i think they sh- they they want to be as long as one of them is not lost their mind mm, which se. yeah which we're getting at so I, yeah another thing I, I i clocked when we were going through the trial is that dumbledore was reminding him about all the things he'd reminded fudge about previously prior to the trial one of mm-hmm. which being he was not allowed to take harry's wand yes um and we talked about how stupid it was that they would just take the wand before the trial or the hearing and we find out, yeah, it was stupid because that's not allowed. And that was him just trying to basically bully Harry into doing what he wanted because Harry didn't have a lawyer because we don't have wizard lawyers. Um, but that's good that we at least corrected that pretty poor law. Um, the last thing I have here is I like that Dumbledore has all these really fancy old English sounding names, but also Brian. Like <laughs> Percival, whatever the other ones are, oh, yeah. Brian. Double Brian. Down. Yeah. It's Don't know where boring. that comes from. It's a very basic But I like name. it. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Any quotes that jumped out at you this chapter? I I had a like a quote about Mrs. Fig and I think I started writing it. I wrote down the quote, then I wrote down my thoughts and then as more was revealed, I added more thoughts. So you're just going to hear a chain of reaction of thoughts here. <laughs> okay. Um this was on Mrs. Fig. It says she looks scared and more batty than ever. Harry had wished she had changed out of her carpet slippers. And I found that quote funny because at the time I didn't picture her being a person who would be scared because she took action when the Dementors came right away. And I didn't think that she would be intimidated or be to be scared into the situation. But then as we discussed further, reading a bit further on, it was obvious that she had fabricated her story and that's why she was scared and can't let the ministry know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it was just, it was more an amusing observation that I had at first and thinking it didn't make sense to it all of a sudden making sense, give knowing the context. Yeah, that's fair. I like that. Um, mine is one we've talked about a little bit. It's a, uh, it's, excuse me, it's the Dumbledore response to Umbridge. If it is true that the Dementors are taking orders only from the Ministry of Magic, and it is also true that two Dementors attacked Harry and his cousin a week ago, then it follows logically that, that somebody at the Ministry might have ordered the attacks. And this is what he did a lot of this chapter, which was just sort of take the things they were saying mm-hmm. and using it against them. Um, because otherwise, like, they were saying a whole bunch of nonsense. So being able to, to kind of flip those on their heads, I think, was a good path. While Dumbledore has never had, I guess, the official job title of being defense wizard lawyer, he's probably the closest thing to it. Yeah, he did a good job. Which leads us nicely into um, our LVP, MVP conversations. There were only really two characters in this chapter so i will be very surprised if we differed here but where did you go lvp i didn't even write down any explanations for why i picked these people because i assumed you picked the same people and are going to have all the explanations so let's see you're, if that's true you're probably correct i did i did expand it i had two options for each but one okay. was the obvious one i considered percy because like he's known harry for so many years and didn't side with them or give him as much of a glance so he's just like a total cog in the ministry machine right now but obviously we go with Cornelius Fudge because it goes without saying that on this podcast when Cornelius Fudge is in a chapter he's very likely the LVP and that that is the case again Um, tries moving the trial at the last minute to try and 
backstab or back road his way out of Dumbledore being involved, tries to kind of shut down Harry quickly and not hear any of his explanations. And really, for a guy who tries to take control of this entire hearing, does not and no, gets shown just, up by Dumbledore. Just once fumbles again. the bag big time. Like he was trying to get so many things accomplished and got nothing. Nothing went the way he wanted it to. So, yes, Fudge is the LVP, no question. What about MVP? Considered Amelia Bones because she was described as a good and a fair woman in the previous chapter. And she she was. Like, she was kind of the leading member of the com- committee. And I think her opinions did seem to shape the rest of what the Wizarding Court decided to vote on. But Dumbledore is the clear answer here because he has a lot of respect from this wizarding court he establishes the facts that we just discussed previously uh sticks to them he shifts the narrative away from harry's magic and more so why the dementors there were in the first place and yeah essentially he turns it into a trial of whether or not harry is innocent or not but why this happened in the first place so you got to give it to him agreed no 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 any other additional commentary needed. All right. So let's talk about the next chapter a little bit. We got Woes of Mrs. Weasley coming up in Chapter 9. Any predictions from you on what's going to happen? No. I have no idea what's going to happen. And I'm excited to read because I have no idea what's going to happen. If I had to take a stab at this, I would have to say maybe this is when Fred and George reveal they're going to open a joke shop i think that happens soon i think that happens in this book i could be totally wrong though maybe this sets her off she's all i know is that she's a stressed out lady right now and i have a feeling that her kids one of her kids is going to do something and it's it's going to set her off yeah so i mean i took the easy route in my predictions and i predicted that we will head back to 12 Grimold place and hang out there <laughs> for the chapter but i also actually have I think it might be something to do with Percy and his appearance in this trial. Maybe. Might set her off. Um, yeah, she's sort of balanced on the edge here, and I think anything's really going to tip her over. But I got no idea what's happening. I do think that we will not head to school, though. No, no, definitely not at this Even point. though we absolutely should, because we do not need to linger. Um, <laughs> but we'll see. We're going to continue to linger. We will see. Uh, that is next week on Harry Potter in the Reread Podcast, Chapter 9, The Woes of Mrs. Weasley. Should be good. I think so. I'm, again, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I have no idea. Maybe Sirius sets her off too. That could be it too, because he's been kind of in her, in her line of sight as well. Could be. We'll see. In the meantime, though, give us a follow on Instagram at Harry Potter Reread Podcast. Uh, at the top of the show, it mentioned that we're going to share the video of the King's Cross station announcing the Hogwarts Express arriving at the station in real life in our real muggle world. So you can check that out there as well as some of previous clips from our episodes as well. We'll be back. I'm David. That was Kyle. Bye. Bye.